1: All right, so this is a special off-day edition of the Skate Podcast. You know, Ken Laird and I, Matt Cowman, usually record these on Tuesdays, but uh, with the Bruins Development Camp wrapping up on Friday, we decided to have the first of what should be many off-day podcasts, many editions of the podcast, so to speak. And uh, today with the Prospects uh, Camp, the Development Camp wrapping up, thought it would be great to have one of the – Utmost foremost experts in the field of uh, prospects in New England hockey, and uh, Mark Diver from uh, RinksideRhodeIsland.com, the former ProJo hockey aficionado, is kind enough to join me. You know him if you follow him on Twitter at Mark Diver D-I-V-V-E-R. You know uh, pretty much everyone, every in and out of the uh, New England hockey world. This guy knows what's going on. And Mark, how's it going today?
0: Good, Matt. Good. Great. Another so, day in the rink.
1: exactly. And this is usually the big day of the development camp when they scrimmage. We watch them power skate. We watch them do drills for days, and people try to say they know what the heck's going on. But in the scrimmage, you at least get to see a little more game action, uh, game situations. Today was a little weird. They did some four on fours and three on threes. And uh, I guess you were saying, and I think we all were interested to see Oscar Steen this week. And you said that maybe Oscar Steen was the guy that stood out the most. And so, what stood out about him?
0: Well, I thought he was really good today. I think his speed uh, is uh, the pace he plays with is uh, higher than a lot of the guys that were on the ice today, and that's understandable. He's played the pro game over in Europe and sure. uh, is uh, is further along than uh, than many of these prospects. I thought his speed uh, was uh, was excellent, and he really has a nice uh, a nice. Uh, knack around the net, I think. Not only finishing himself, but feeding other yeah. other uh, players. Yeah, right?
1: that's, that's what kind of Jamie Langenberg has said earlier in the week, talking about his, his ability to go to the net, his ability to get on the inside, and that's what they're looking for around here, whether he starts in Providence or somehow makes it to Boston. I mean, at the very least, he has that in his game that uh, you can't necessarily teach that all the time.
0: Yeah, and not everyone is willing right. uh, as, as we've seen uh, through the years, <laughs> but uh, I, you know, I think he'll start in Providence. Yeah. You know, what, what do I know? But uh, he looks like a guy that, uh, you know, while he adapts to the smaller rink over here, uh, sure. You know, some games in Providence would would do him uh, would would help him, but I'd expect him to play games in Boston at some point mm-hmm. next year. How many? Uh, you know, remains to be seen depending on what the circumstances are, whether he's filling in for right. some, an injured player or whether he's just so good in Providence that they, they decide they yeah. they got to bring him up. And you just never know. I mean, you, no, you don't. You, we never expected to see Carson Coleman on the
1: second line in the Stanley Cup final. <laughs> That's so, for sure. Um, I think these things happen and guys play their way in, right? Uh, so another guy that uh, Jamie Langenberg actually singled out too, and we I think we both kind
0: of liked and were interested to see this week was this Cooper Zek kid. Um, I'm a big Cooper Zek <laughs> fan. Uh, <laughs> and why is that? Well, uh, seeing him play uh, last year in Providence at the end of the season, the way he came in and was just able to just be plugged right, right. in, right out of college, a, a you know a small kid, 160 pounds, the way he plays is is just fun to watch. Mm-hmm. He he has a lot of swagger. Uh, Jamie, I think it was, or maybe it was, maybe it was Jay Leach mentioned uh, his courage. Boy, he took some he took some hits in Providence right. at the at the start. Uh-huh. I mean, they were coming at him hard because, yep. you know, guys on the other team, their eyes light up. They see a defenseman at 160 right. pounds. They're just going to roll right over him. <laughs> so he took some big hits, but he never took a step backwards. Yeah. And it only took a handful of games for him to figure out, right. okay, if they're coming, I got to dodge them. I got to got to get out of the way. But he never he never did it you know in a way that showed him backing away uh-huh. he'd make his play and then get out of the yeah. way
1: you know I it think never... we saw that some of that in the scrimmage yeah. today too
0: yeah we did there was one time in the beginning where Steen was in on the forecheck mm-hmm. and uh you know Zech was able to dodge him right get, made a couple of subtle little moves yep. and, and get away and make a play with the puck right I think that's uh plays like that are what's going to uh are going to uh you know Maybe move him up the ladder in Providence. Sure, Uh,
1: and I think just 20 years old to have that in his game already is great because we've seen so many guys that come out of the college ranks or wherever. uh, They're not used to the physical play as much, and they they do maybe shy away from it, but clearly if he's willing to take some hits, it's great. And uh, I think also he he has a little bit of that small guy chip on his shoulder, um, the thing he told me that he said when you're talking about when he came to Providence year, like, he said that he told Jamie, you know, put me in a game. Yeah. And they did and he said and I knew they wouldn't take me out once I got in there. So, you
0: know, that's the that's the cockiness yes. to an extent that you want. That's the that's the attitude that Tory Krug has always had.
1: He um, he, he
0: told me along the way that <laughs> one of the reasons he's the player that he is is because he was always like right. a foot a foot shorter yeah. than, than everyone growing up. Now uh now the gap's maybe four or five inches, but <laughs> right. he's still a smaller guy, yeah, for and sure. he's still got to overcome that. But yeah. you know, I think uh, the Bruins did a did a nice job getting right. him under an American League contract. Right. And I would be very surprised if uh, you know twelve months from now or sooner he's sure. not under an NHL deal. Right. So uh, you know he'll he'll uh, he'll be fun to watch in progress. Exactly,
1: and it'll be interesting to see too how what it does. Effect it has on Tory Krug and Matt down the yes. road here as far yeah. as with their future with the Bruins. If this kid uh, develops, the next thing you know, you might have that uh, the next guy coming up Absolutely. and you can shift parts around. Um, so I know the first day, it's always the day where people are really curious at uh, camp to see what these guys look like because they're first getting on the ice. Some of them are just learning. But uh, so you had John Beecher here, it was his first day at camp. Maybe he was a little nervous. Um, but then you have Pavel Shen. It was his second year here, and he maybe was a little confident. Those are two guys that I know stood out to you in the first day. And what did what did you think of those first guys? Maybe starting with Beecher.
0: Well, his uh, I think uh, Donnie uh, Sweeney described his skating today as effortless, right. and that's I think that's the perfect way to describe it. He he just gets up and down the ice with. Uh, with ease, uh, you know it looks that way. Sure. Uh, obviously, he's uh, he's working hard, but uh, I think his his skating, as as advertised, sets him apart, right. and that's uh, you know that's why they drafted him. That's right. why he was a first round pick. Yep. Uh, over, it sounds like
1: he's had that since he was ten eleven years old too. So it's pretty I great. saw
0: him at uh, playing for Salisbury. Uh-huh. I don't know four or five years ago, oh, wow. and and the first thing you noticed was that. Sure, and he the kind of guy who's uh, there aren't many of these guys, but you can hear his skates crunching the ice. Uh-huh. He, he, you know, not everyone's like that, but with him, yep. you could you could hear it. He he really he really digs in, and uh, you know that's uh, that's his, the best part of his skill set. Now we'll, we'll see, you know, the hockey sense part. the right. All the rest of it, uh, obviously, he, uh, you know, are things that uh, that they hope will develop right. at, at Michigan. And, and he'll but, play a bigger role there. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, no, help no play question, no question. Yeah. So I, you know, I know some people are down on the pick, but uh, hey, it's the thirtieth pick in the first right. round. It's not like it's a top ten pick, so I, I don't have any problem with it. I yeah. think he'll, uh, I, I think he'll uh, he'll be a fine player. For yeah.
1: Me. It's just a matter of whether he'll be able to score enough to. Yeah. But sometimes you get. A third line center at 30th pick, and you, and you live with it. I mean, yeah. if you're going to hit on some second rounders like the Bruins have, they, these things will even out in the end. Yeah. Uh, I mean, a guy who's a lower round pick that might pan out is, is Shen, Pavel Shen from from Russia. A guy I don't know too much about. I haven't spoken to him because I kind of shy away from the the poor English guys, <laughs> the guys with the poor English. So, uh, but you know, what did you think of him?
0: Well. Uh I liked him. Mm-hmm. I liked him in the scrimmage today. I thought he, he protected the puck well. I thought he was good along the uh, along mm-hmm. the boards. Uh, he caught my eye, I think, for the first... I don't remember him at all last year, aside from the fact that I don't think he could speak a word of English. But in the World Juniors, I thought he... A couple of the the Russia games that I watched, he was noticeable. Mm-hmm. He, 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 it looked like there was there's something there. Sure. And uh, I think that continued uh, in camp this week. He's, he's not... You know, he's not going to bring you out of your seat with uh, with dazzling moves, but right. uh, you know, to me, he looks he looks like a, a hockey player. Yeah. What, for whatever right. that means, it's, yeah.
1: I think in the, in the scrimmage, what stood out for me was he was strong on his skates, and yeah. like you're saying, the protection of the puck. I think there's still some more to fill out that body, he, yes. you know, as far as the width of him. But he has the big shoulders; he has those kind of almost Luchitsch-like shoulders to yes. me. And uh, so, you know, obviously, I guess the, the, the only question will be whether he ends up coming here. <laughs> We've seen these Russian players; so right. they come and they go back quickly, or they don't come at all. And so right. that, that'll be the biggest question. And but clearly, well, I, like, they found something there.
0: I could see him playing if you know if he does come. I could see him in Providence. Right. You know, maybe not a guy who's in the lineup for all 76 games, right. but but a guy who uh, who uh who you know, gets his feet wet as a in the pro game playing uh you know, three-game weekends and all that. I I I think he'd uh he'd be another good prospect in Providence and a, and a guy to uh, to keep an eye on.
1: Awesome. And then, so now let's just let's say the last thing I wanted to talk to you about, this is a, a burning topic that I think is not getting enough attention, especially with Don Sweeney, mm-hmm. is the goaltending depth on this team. They didn't take a goaltender again in this draft. Uh, Don Sweeney says he's going to go into the UFA market to try and find a veteran goalie. Uh, you have uh, Jeremy Swayman, Dan Vladar, and uh, Kyle Kaiser. Yep. So these are the three goalies. We've seen them at different levels now. Vladar now a full year in Providence. Just do you see a number one? Is there a number one goalie in there?
0: Uh, right now, no. Okay. I, I, but I, I want to see uh, I want to see Kaiser more. Mm, sure. Uh, and I don't know if you know. I think that's to be determined. You know, maybe not even this year. Watching him, will that uh, mm-hmm. will that be decided? But I, I, you know, the way he played in the Ontario uh, Hockey League. Right. And, the way he, the game he's shown in, uh, in rookie camp a couple times, and then playing for the, for the U.S. and the World Juniors, you know maybe he can get there. Mm-hmm. Maybe, but uh, you know he's not a he's not a Spencer Knight type of prospect. Right. The kid that's going to Boston College and uh, you know looks like he'll be the next uh, great or, vi- or at least very good American goalie. Right. Uh, so yeah, they're uh, they're a little maybe deficient in that uh, okay. in that category, and if you know, God forbid, Tuca or uh, Halak gets hurt, right. then they're going to need a goalie sure. who can who can uh, who can maybe play some games, right. and you know, I, of those three, you know, I guess Vladar would be the, your first pick. Right. You know, I, I'm not. How did sure he come he, along last year? He had some very good games, mm-hmm. and he had some games where uh, where he wasn't that good. His save percentage was under nine. I think it was 8.98. Uh, not that that's the the be all and the end all, right. but he had some very good games, and then, and then he had some games where uh, where you you, you wished uh, you know you got a, a save or two more. Mm-hmm. It might have been the difference between winning and losing. Uh, the thing with him is he's still only 21 years old. Right, he is. He's been here so long now so that it, you forget how young he is. Sure, They always say goalies don't you know, develop later, to maybe yep. 24, 25. Right. Well,
1: he's 21. Right, and that's the problem, too, with the contracts. Now you look yeah. at the same market tire. the Bruins have put so much into him, and now it looks like they'll probably lose him. So that's the problem with goalies developing later.
0: The thing with him is he's so uh, he's so big, 6'5". Yeah, five. right. <clears throat> he's down on the ice a lot, and uh, he... he uses up a lot of energy getting around uh-huh. going down he's not an economy of motion guy and there are times in uh by the 10 minute mark of the third period maybe he's gassed <laughs> so you know maybe the other team gets a late goal or okay. a tying goal or a winning goal he's he's got to uh he's got to get past that either by i don't think he's going to change his style at this point but maturing in his body and being being stronger right uh, so that he he has more stamina. Sure. So you know, can he do that? Well, I don't know. We'll. Right. Uh, We'll see. Yeah, exactly. We'll see, see,
1: and we'll find out if the Bruins do something in free agency to help this goaltending situation. It could even be uh, a free agent, a younger free agent, maybe like a Kaiser came along to at least just, you know, kind of solidify this organization, but um, a lot of question marks, I would say, as far as the goaltending situation, and maybe that uh, is on the back burner with the right wing situation, the top six forward situation at this point, but we'll see now in the next few months, which of these kids put in the work uh, at development you know, after development camp, this is the time you you come out You come back for training camp and you show that you've done the work that the Bruins have assigned you. And uh, I want to thank Mark Diver again. Mark Diver from uh, Rhode Island, Rinkside Rhode Island.com, formerly the uh, for Providence Journal hockey aficionado, kind of in transition right now. So follow him at Twitter, on Twitter, at Mark Diver, and uh, you'll see where he winds up. And at the very least, between now and then, you'll find out what the heck's going on in all of New England hockey. So uh, thanks again, uh, Mark. This has been a special edition of the skate podcast on the WI podcast network. And uh, Ken Laird and I will be dropping uh, a full episode on you guys Tuesday after the Bruins make all their big moves on July 1st in free agency.
0: We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio.